and welcome to the IE Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, Sal, bringing you news from all things soccer in the Inland Empire, from high school to adult amateur. Uh, it's been a while since I've recorded a podcast, but today we have a special interview with Angel Sandoval of the new SWPL League team, Montana Legacy. Now, before I get into that interview, I just want to say moving forward that the podcast will now just be audio recordings of the interviews I have with various members of the IE soccer community. And since school started for me this week, I won't be producing as much content until the season, well, my season as well as my semester is over. Anytime I'm at school, it's it's my season. I play at school, which I don't play soccer. I just play, you know, trying to get a degree and try to get a job. But um, all jokes aside, uh, I won't be as busy this semester um, in terms of creating content, but I will be busy in my semester in terms of academic homework, projects, you name it. So I won't be as active in terms of creating content until um, after May. But um, all right, so before we jump into um, the interview today, I just wanted to mention uh, some of these uh, this week's highlights in IE soccer and this week being the third week of January. First thing that kind of just happened as I'm recording on this Friday evening is that Ontario Fury striker Frank Tayu makes history, MASL history, getting his 400th career point, which is a combination of 314 goals and 86 assists. Um, he accomplished that today on the win against Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore today they beat Baltimore's last 10 to four um, earlier today. Um, so that's great. It's great to see. Um, you know, it, it was inching for it. Um, he's a great player. Um, very physical. He's very. Um, you know, he's not afraid to shoot the ball. He's a very. He's a very confident man. I can tell you from my experience watching. Uh, watching them play, he's just you. He'll bulldoze you. You don't want to be behind him. You don't want to be in front of him. He'll shoot and it's a cannon, and you know, much, uh, a lot of celebration, a lot of praise going his way. He absolutely deserves it. Great player, great striker, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so that happened today on Friday. You know, high school soccer in the thick of things. You know, we're in January, coming into February. I think uh, high school soccer has a month left. You know. And there's been a lot of great goals. Thank you guys for sending me your goals. It's great seeing them, um, you know, even when I don't post them or when I just see them on my feed. A lot of talent out there, just a lot of great screamers and a lot of great goals and a lot of great games out there. And, you know, high school is so much fun to watch. Um, I've had my fair share. I won't be watching as much, but, you know, there, there's a lot of it out there. Go out there and enjoy high school soccer, at least for the next month before they get into the playoffs which definitely love to keep track of that. That'd be so much fun. Um, so yeah, so that's it for high school um, soccer. And then uh, finally, the last uh, highlight, I guess you can say for the week would be, um, you know, the, the big news, the, the newest um, player to reach the IE professional soccer, um, professional player, I should say, um, to come from the region, which would be Rubacalba. Um, he made his professional debut for... Um, Pumas over there in Mexico City in Liga MX, I believe maybe two weeks ago. I think this was like the, the first week of, um, of Liga MX. Um, he came in as a sub um, in, in the second half, if I'm not mistaken. And I think Pumas were already up 3-0 in the game against, um, oh shoot, I 
forgot the team. They were against someone. I think it was maybe Toluca. Um, I think it was Toluca. So they they played Toluca and they were beating them three zero. And he gets subbed on, and this that was his professional debut, um, being a subbed on. And then I think not even maybe two minutes after he gets subbed on, um, I think like in the sixtieth minute or or eightieth minute, um, he gets his goal. Like gets his debut and gets his first professional goal all within the same day. Absolutely fantastic. Um, it's a great story because the the kid came from Colton High School. He played for the Yellow Jackets back in 2019. I'm not sure if I shared the story on Instagram, but um, if you guys don't have Twitter, that's why I shared the, the story from Soccer America where it kind of talked about his how he got to that um, how he got to that position, how, how all of that built up. It was basically after high school, he went into Cal State uh, San Bernardino. He was set to play there. Um, he transferred there. Well, he didn't transfer. He, you know, graduated, and then he, you know, applied to be a Coyote. And this was around COVID time. This was around 2020. So he hasn't had, um, and, and then during the 2020 um, COVID shutdown, uh, Cal State, didn't play that season. Um, no one, no one, in college division two, um, CCAA did not play in 2022. So, what's for a guy to do other than you know um, he's built um, connections with you know various scouts um, and you know one of the Puma scouts kind of looked at him and wanted to give him an opportunity and he they did you know they gave him an opportunity. I think he played in various um, you know uh, uh, prospect games i guess you can say I'm, I'm very i'm butchering and i'm paraphrasing on what the article said um but he was just going through the motions kind of just um you know doing what he has to do and just impressing the right people and then getting into the right places and and there you go um now he's playing professionally for pumas getting his first goal um hopefully one of many and yeah this it, it's great to see you know it's not very often that I look at the list and I see people from like the Colton Rialto area because I live in Rialto and I see like the list. A lot of the talent usually comes from Riverside County or if it's from San Bernardino County, it'll come from like Fontana, Rancho or Ontario because I know there's a lot of big youth clubs out there as well as a lot of fields in the Colton Rialto area, not as much. So it's good to see, <laughs> you know, a guy from my neck of the woods make it big. Absolutely excited for that it's absolutely fantastic i love to see more of it you know i do have my thoughts about colton but <laughs> as a person from rialto but it is what it is I i'm just happy regardless he represents the ie and i wish him the best of luck going forward man that's that's awesome it's, it's really great to see that all right so that was um the highlights for uh, the third week of january now we should Transition to the Angel, um, the interview with Angel Sandoval, um, the owner and um, player manager of Fontana Legacy. And before I transition into the uh, interview again, I um, kind of just want to break down like Nisa and the whole SWPL, the Southwest Premier League, um, just based off what I understand. Um, I do know. It is connected to the SoCal Premier, which has always been here since uh, the 1970s. It's been a, a Southern California league, mostly concentrated in Orange County and Los Angeles. However, there is teams in the Inland Empire who have joined, um, you know, the SoCal Premier. 
and this was kind of just before the whole Nisa Nation, before Nisa's involvement um, with SoCal Premier. Um, the president and owner, Matt Morris, that's a, a person I've been talking to um, quite recently, and I've, and I've you know, got to know him as this whole transition of the Nisa Nation, um, how he agreed to have his league um, associate with Nisa Nation and, and Nisa in general. So with, with that going on, I see this whole influx of um, teams from the Inland Empire who have jumped, uh, jumped ship from, you know, their UPSL and MPSL leagues, now joining the, the SoCal Premier and the Southwest Premier League and just this whole Nisa Nation umbrella altogether. So Angel Sandoval, a person from Fontana, wants to get involved. He sees all of these things and he decides to um, join this kind of this movement, I guess you can say, of Nisa, Nisa Nation, and all of the things together. This would kind of be maybe the second or third adult amateur team to come out of Fontana. There was um, IE United, which was a team that made their debut, I think, back in the 2019 or 2020 UPSL spring season. Um, they came along the same time as Inland Empire Republic. That game, I mean, that season, there was only one game that was played, and I think IE United, they, I, I, I wrote this down. I had it on a blog post somewhere. They, I, I know they, they had, like, eight goals. They won their first game, like, by eight goals. And that was really impressive. And I know some people who were um, uh, players from other teams, like, oh, yeah, this IE United team, like, be careful from them. Like, um, this guy, Jeff, like, he's got a good group of uh, guys. Got to be careful. So... Um, ever since that first game, and then post-COVID, I haven't heard from them since. So, um, yeah, I'm no, not sure what happened to IE United. I don't know if they're going to come back. I haven't heard, haven't seen anything on social media. Not sure what happened there. Um, you know, and the other staple um, Fontana team would be Fontana International. They've been in the UPSL League since um, 2016, maybe 2017. They've been um, in the UPSL for a while, and they have their... Um, excuse me, certain breaks that they have, you know, just like they'll play a fall, but then they'll rest in spring and vice versa. And they've been doing that on and off again. And it seems like now I think they made an announcement where they're ready for the 2022 season, um, spring season for uh, the UPSL. So now that they're back, but I kind of just mentioned that to say that now that this new third team coming in is Fontana Legacy, who are now going to be a part of the UPSL or MPSL, but, you know, part of Nisa Nation and the Southwest uh, Premier League is kind of just um, not only showing um, just the inception of this new team that Angel Sandoval is creating, but also kind of just the dynamic and kind of just um, Fontana soccer history. Basically, this will be the third team, you know, the, the second one, I guess, in, in operation, if you will, since IE United isn't, um, they're in hiatus. I'm just going to call it that they're in hiatus, but yes, that's kind of just the brief history and kind of just my understanding of what's going on in Fontana soccer. Nonetheless, um, I think now we should just transition to the interview with Angel Sandoval of Fontana Legacy. All right, let's get started. So, uh, first question I want to ask you is, what is your soccer story? Were you a player or are you a coach? Are you both? And when you share your soccer story, can you start from the beginning to where you are now? 
Yes, sir. So I was born in L.A., but raised in Fontana most of my life. I started playing soccer in Fontana at the age of eight is when I first put on a pair of soccer cleats. I started playing uh, like uh, recreational recreational soccer um, sure. at the age of eight with a bunch of little kids. A lot of them uh, my classmates from elementary school. Okay. And um, ever since I, I uh, I'm not going to lie, man, ever since I started playing, I fell in love with it. I was hooked. And um, I went on playing all the way to, uh, I played club. I okay. played for this club. Uh, maybe you heard, you heard of Celtic? Celtic, no. Not not with okay. Celtic. No. So, okay, Celtic. When, when I was growing up, Celtic was a popular uh, club that would recruit young talent into the club. They're, uh, they take their name from the actual uh, Celtic team from, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the... Uh, is it, uh, it comes, uh, is it Irish? Yeah, they're, they're in Scotland, yeah. I'm yeah, Scotland, sorry, sorry, thanks for the correction. It's all good. Uh, so Scotland, so we, I got recruited there after a few years of playing recreational, and I kept playing all the way through high school, um, played JV, played varsity in high school, okay. and I kept pushing myself, um, and I played uh, all the way to uh, two year, uh, I played at a two-year college. Victor okay. Valley College in the high desert, and um, oh wow, I played. Uh, yeah, I played two years there. Um, always, always a fan, always a player, and uh, just recently, um, I made the decision to be a coach as well. Okay, cool. That's um, where we're, that's where we're at now. What position did you play? Man, um, and when I was a kid, high school, college, because I played all kinds of, but. I guess college, college, was, which was the highest level, um, they had me as a center back, and then they had me as a defensive midfielder. Okay. Yep. Is that like, so have you always been, so like growing up or in college, have you always preferred to play in the back, or you kind of just played, have you just played all positions all your life, or you just prefer to be like defender? Well, the thing was, um, I was always pretty fast. Um, I also ran track in high school. Okay. And um, I, I lifted weights and stuff. And I guess the coach, like, he loved uh, my speed and my athleticism. And um, I was mostly an offensive player all the way up to up to college. But I guess the coach saw certain qualities in me and and um, made the decision of putting me as a you know a center a center back and like like I said sometimes a defensive mid um, and you know. That's what he thought was was best for the team at the time. So I went along with it and, and you know, and, and played my position to help out the team as best as I could. Wow, sounds good. Sounds good. So you, um, for my next question, I know you kind of alluded a little bit, but, you know, are you a native to the Inland Empire? And how long have you been here? And, you know, have you been in Fontana since eight years old? Have you been around the IE? Like, how long have you been here? Okay, so yeah, like like mentioned before, I was born in L.A. Um, my whole family comes from L.A., and they settled here in Fontana, so I was raised here since I could walk. And I, I went to elementary school here, uh, middle school, uh, high school here in Fontana. Um, so, and I moved up to the high desert for a few years. Okay. Uh, and came back down here to Fontana. And, um, so, yeah, Fontana's my home, man. Um, I, would, I would definitely say that I am a... Uh, and then an Empire native. Gotcha. What high school you go to by chance? Um, I went to Kaiser High School in Fontana briefly, okay. and then I, w I graduated from Silverado High School in uh, in Victor Valley. 
Oh, up in the desert. Gotcha. Yep, the desert. Yep. Cool. All righty. So we got some background about you now. So my next question, kind of just more about, um, you know, Fontana Legacy. Uh, what's your position at the club? And then, um, are you, did you start this team? And you know, um, just tell us a little bit about the story behind uh, Fontana Legacy. You got it. So I am the player manager uh, for this team. Uh, I created this this club. I also play. And I, the whole idea, the whole vision behind Fontana Legacy is, um, like I said, I'm a native of Fontana. Um, I, I've always known there's a lot of talent out here. There's, there's talent that needs to be seen, you know, mm-hmm. more, more and uh, exposed more. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of pride in, in my city and, and where I'm from. Cool. And I know that there's, I knew that there was a lot of competitive leagues out here as well and uh, yes. competitive teams out in the area um i kind of i kind of discovered that a little later um uh, sure. you know i wish i wish i knew it when i was a little younger but i, I discovered it a little later but once i started realizing you know like the, the true potential of, of the, co- the competition out here and how organized some of the teams are and some of the leagues are and seeing the overall growth of the sport um, because you know soccer or football how they call it all over the world is, is by far the you know the biggest sport in the world right um we're behind, you know, we're behind Europe, we're behind Latin America as far as popularity. You know, we're still competing with sure. the NFL, you know, the yeah. NBA and w- or whatever. But I know I've paid attention in these past few years. I know you have too because uh, it's kind of your job to do so. Like there's a, there's been a rapid growth, you know, over the years. And it's not going to stop, you know. It's yeah. not going to stop. It's going to keep growing. And that's why you see new clubs pop, you know, popping up and stuff. So. It's kind of like I see I see what's going happening and I'm um and I want to be part of it, you know, and uh, I want to be part of it and I want my city that you know raised me to be part of it and I want to be part of this the soccer uh, movement that's growing and it is going to continue growing here in the United States this legacy if you want to call it and that's kind of where the name came from as well I added the mm. legacy to Fontana my city because. That's what I'm doing now. With, that's what I'm doing with this club and the players that are playing now and will we'll continue playing in the future. You know, we're uh, we're leaving the legacy uh, not only for the city but for the game of soccer. I love that. That's a that's a great response. I love that. It just you just you just transitioned to it like smoothly. It kind of just came naturally how you explained that. I love that. Um, I did my best. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of uh, speaking of the legacy and kind of just the pride of Fontana. Um, I, I just want to talk about, like, you know, what ca- uh, came up with the um, inspiration for the logo. Um, were you the one who um, designed the logo for Fontana Legacy? And, you know, um, you kind of, I'm, I'm kind of assuming, you know, um, because you're a native and because you've lived here, you know, I just want to know what's the inspiration behind the specific logo as well. Okay, um, and thank you for asking that, by the way. The logo, as you know, um, you see the fountain. The fountain, oh, like a water fountain coming out of a soccer ball, right? Mm-hmm. And um, everybody that knows, you know, Fontana, the city of Fontana knows that uh, that the waterfall or the, the, the fountain, you know, uh, is a symbol of the city. Right. Uh, hence the name Fontana, which if I'm not mistaken, Fontana comes from the Italian name for fountain, if I'm not mistaken. Good. If I did my homework, right? If I did my homework, right? I think it's Italian. So, yeah, that's why I see that on, on, the, on the crest. For the uh, 
for the Fontana Legacy uh, crest, and uh, I actually designed it. I went to school for design. Oh, I really? tried to hire, yeah, yeah. I tried to hire somebody to. Uh, I paid. I paid actually. I gave somebody a deposit to start a design for it. And wasn't doing it. I'm not gonna put his name on blast, but this guy wasn't doing a good job. That's so fine. I was like, hey, I went to school for this. Let me, let me, let me take a crack <laughs> at it. Yeah, I added the, I added the, uh, the name on there and the soccer ball and the fountain because, like I said, the, the, the fountain um, is a symbol of the city. Um, it's something that's identified by, identifiable by everyone in the city. So that, that's kind of how it came about. Wow, that's awesome. That's great. Um, it's funny that. You know, just a sidetrack because, you know, I also have paid people to make my design for my blog as well. And I'm not a and I'm not a design person. I know like images are very important, especially in um in any industry. Um, images yep. are very, yep. very important. Um, now transitioning to kind of just where how how this team is starting, because this team is kind of just brand new. We kind of see how the blueprints have started. And now you um, our guys are going to join uh, the SWPL. So we have talked about it this in private, but for the audience, why specifically joining the Southwest, excuse me, the Southwest Premier League? What makes this league more attractive to the many other leagues that are out there? Like I was saying, that's that's a really good question. So I did my homework on the leagues, and I was being realistic as far as the leagues that you know I can be involved in, you know, because uh, as you know, you've already, I'm sure you've interviewed. A lot of managers and team owners before, so uh, it's not it's not just about hey, I want to play soccer and I want to play in a competitive league. Uh, there's there's a financial uh, aspect to it as well. Yeah. There's a budget, you know, a budget and and things of that sort because you're you're organizing a club to play in an organized competitive league, you yes. know. So the best fit after doing my homework with with all that considered is, I believe was the Southwest Premier League, and um, after talking with Matt, Matt Morris, who's the owner of the league, uh, yes. Southwest Premier I don't know if you had a chance to interview him, but I do know him, yeah. So after, after talking with him and uh, seeing how I can get involved, he actually offered an opportunity. He said, usually, you know, to enter the league, like I said, he kind of assesses, like, clubs that are interested, right? He assesses and sees. Like what? What? What would be the best fit? Like as far as like first division, second division, third division. So he decided to do something new and and created a uh, a Ben's Open division this spring for for clubs who wanted to be in in to be in the Southwest Premier League. And mm-hmm. I guess there was a list of other clubs that were interested because when I when I like I said when I first brought it up to Matt. He told me there was already uh, other clubs interested, so he decided to put us all in, like I said, in a in a in a, in a group. And yes. now we're going to be competing, see who gets placed, like I said, in the first, second, third division. So oh, okay. it was kind of it was kind of like like I said, uh, after after talking to Matt and doing my homework and uh, also seeing that affiliated with NISA, which yes. uh, NISA is uh, for those that don't know, uh, they're they're. They're number three in the, in the U.S. soccer pyramid. Yes. Um, they're right under USL and uh, MLS. So it's a smart it's a smart choice. It's a, uh, it's a smart move. It's a feasible move for people um, that have a club that have an as- have, have an aspiration to uh, to go pro. Man, they're they're basically offering you um, a pathway to go to go pro. You know, and not only for your club, but for players that you have in your club who 
still, you know, want to play at the highest level that you, that you want to play. So, like, I, yeah, man, uh, I, I chose to go with uh, Southwest Premier League because, it, to me, it was the smartest it was the smartest move, the most feasible move. And Matt, Matt like I said, was the owner of the league. He really did uh, explain things well to me and, and uh, you know, and he convinced me to join. And he gave me the opportunity. So not, not, that's where we're at right now. Understood. I think so. To my knowledge, I was not aware. I was aware that this group of teams are in an open division for the screen. I am aware of that. How much more can you tell us about this group and kind of just how how the ranking would be for the division? Um, would you guys play like a round robin where you'll play each team twice, and then is there a playoff system? Can you tell us a little bit more about this uh, competition if you do have any information? Okay, so. I hope, I hope I'm accurate in, in, <laughs> in, in what I'm saying, but uh, so there's the total uh, total amount of seven clubs in this open division. Teams like Temecula FC. Yes. Um, teams like what is it? There's a, there's a team called there's Inland I, Empire Republic. Yes. They're yes. also from I. You're familiar with them. Yes. Um, there's the Disciples, which is they're from Fullerton, uh, but this, yes. they have their Disciples too. So Disciples too. The second team. And uh, there's a few other clubs. I think they're new clubs. Yes. And also academies involved. So there's seven of us in total, and we're each going to be playing a home and away, a okay. home and away game against each club. And then if I if if I'm I'm 100 right, which which I think I am, is basically the club that gets the most points at the end of playing. Like I said, the home and away against each club is is the winner of that group. Sure. And um, after all, all, like I said, after. Um, all the games are played in the season, and each point, each team has like I said, their, their their points. I believe there's going to be an opportunity uh, for the the winner of winner or winners of this open division to also um, play in the NISA Cup. Oh, they're going to gotcha, win a place gotcha. in the NISA Cup. Yeah, yeah. So it's not only not only is it like I said, not only is it winning the like winning that that open division and um, or placing well in that open division and and later getting placed in, you know, first, second, third division, but it, it's also an opportunity for the teams to play in, in the NISA Cup. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot at stake, man. There's a lot yes. at stake uh, for this upcoming season, and uh, we're really excited to be part of it. That's awesome. That's that's all, that's all very exciting, and I love that it transitions to my next uh, my next question is, you know, what is your expectations for the first season, you know, assuming uh, you still have to go through this open division, which – is coming up pretty soon, but then, you know, what is your expectations when your team makes their debut? My realistic expectations is we're going to do well in this division. We're going to go in there and uh, compete at the hardest level that we possibly can. Um, I have some, you know, I was blessed to, to have some good players uh, from all over. I got people, I got, I got players from Europe, from Latin America. Uh, really? People, players from that played college, players that already played semi-pro. So, I got a good mix of players. I'm still, I'm still uh, filling in, you know, spots in the roster. But I, I got, I got some good players, and so I feel confident that we can compete with these other clubs, and you know, place at a, a you know, at, at a good, in a, in a good position to be considered either for uh, first or second division after, after this is done. That's. That's kind of like my realistic goal for my club once once this open division is, is done. 
Absolutely. Yeah, no, it sounds great. You're you're starting from the bottom, but that's one of the things that you mentioned earlier. There's there's never short of talent. I think there's going to be plenty of talent that you can find. It's just you got to you got to reel them in, right? You got to get the rope and uh, make sure they commit. Um, there's yeah, a lot of diamonds in the rough out here, man. You got to just find them. <laughs> a lot of them. Oh my goodness, if that's wow, there's there's so many diamonds here. I mean, we can go on and on about the talent here, but my last question now thinking more more long term about your club, knowing that you know it's just starting out. Fontana Legacy is a very you know starter up club, if you will. Like, where do you see your club five years from now? Oh, that's another great question. Okay, so believe it or not, man, I have it. Uh, I already have it thought out, and we're starting here with S with the Southwest Premier League. Mm-hmm. I believe that when we we win games and uh, we we attain success in this league. We win the trophies and we participate in you know in these, in these tournaments and uh, earn our respect you know as, as a club, earn our respect as a team, make make it a make a name for ourselves. Um, I, I naturally I believe there's going to be you know a second or third team okay. um, added, a youth a youth team um, yeah. definitely you know because you you always. They're the future, you know what I mean? So you always got to look, look sure. to the youth, build them up, like an academy, you know what I mean? Right, Like an right. academy, build up the youth. So I have a few teams within the next couple of years help players that are at that level that deserve the opportunity um, to play at a higher level, you know what I'm saying? Right. Help, them get it, help them get seen, help them get scouted, help them get opportunities uh, by playing in uh, Fontana Legacy. And I'm looking, uh, at, by the end of five years, I'll be, uh, we'll be in Nisa already. That's wow. what I'm looking at. That's my end goal. Is, is is Nisa? Like if if we I in five years and we're in Nisa and that's the highest that my club ever ever uh, gets to, I'm, I'm a happy man. I'm I'm a happy man because uh, I, I like what Nisa is doing, and I know they're I know they're going to keep growing. It's just an exciting time, man. And I like I said, I kind of I see I see the growth of of the sport in this country, and it. If you could be, if you could have a professional soccer team, like a, like, like if you really wanted to have a professional soccer team, right now is, I, I in my in my humble opinion, is the perfect time to um, sure. really really push your club uh, to head in that direction. So yeah, at the end of five years, man, uh, I see I see my club in Nice already. Wow, that is very exciting. You heard it here first. I I love that shooting for the moon and. Oh, I absolutely love that response. That is, that is fantastic, fantastic yeah, response. It, it'll never, it'll never happen. Things will never happen if you don't think they will. You know, if you never put it out, if you never put it out into the universe, like, hey, you know, if you if you, if you don't ever want to do it, if you don't even think it, like, how is it even going to be po- made possible? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Say it and do it. That's pretty much what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You see, it's real simple, right? <laughs> It's real simple. Yeah. Real simple. Wow, brilliant response. I love that response. And we're back. Uh, a big thank you to Mr. Sandoval for the interview and the story of how Fontana Legacy came to be and the future ahead of us. I also want to uh, mention that he was the one who sent me this cool music for the intro and outro of this episode, so the credit is to him. Uh, at the moment, the team does not have any social media platforms, but they will soon. Uh, in the meanwhile, you can check out the team at the Southwest Premier website. Uh, you can click on the website and go under Teams. You'll find um, 
to find the team there. And you can also find them on the Nonpro Soccer website, which is also going to be coming soon. Uh, I'll be working on that, and I'll be covering uh, the Open Division uh, once it starts in February. Um, besides that, this concludes today's episode. Don't forget to follow IE Soccer on Instagram at IE underscore Soccer 909 and on Twitter at IE Soccer 9, all one word. But yeah, that's the end of it. Have a great day and go support local.